Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Two weeks ago, Doug Emhoff went on a trip. Second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, visiting Chicago today to urge people to get vaccinated as part of the White House's national outreach effort. He visited a barber shop in Englewood, a predominantly black neighborhood with a low vaccination rate and one of the highest crime rates in Chicago, as part of a White House push to increase vaccinations in African-American communities. And afterward, he gave an interview to NBC where he talked about how you do that. You know, I've been, been going all around the country, so I've been down south, I'm here in Chicago today, and it's really just what you saw in the barbershop, just trying to talk about facts. They're safe, they're effective, they're free, they're available, and they work. The thing is, it's, it's not always that easy. The experiment here was going back and, and sort of look really checking into the reality. You know, you can do the photo op from the White House. You can have Doug Emhoff there. That's Politico's Natasha Karecki, who recently went back to the barbershop that Emhoff visited. I talked to the people to see what, what happened. And what I found was the Englewood vaccination rate was still at 28%, which is really low. Um, customers at this barbershop knew few people who ever had COVID, but they had a lot of friends and kids who they knew who were shot or killed um, this summer. It's just, there's layers and layers of, you know, angst and difficulty and just, you know, trying to survive. Heartbreak tonight after two mass shootings in Chicago on the same day. Friends gathered in Inglewood to remember victims of the violence there where eight people were shot including a young mother set to graduate from high school later this week. Tonight, four Chicago families are gutted with grief. Each of them is missing someone who brought so much joy. Right now, as I speak to you, millions of Americans are still unvaccinated and unprotected. And because of that, their communities are at risk, their friends are at risk, the people that they care about are at risk. There's so many other societal Um, safety concerns that are just kind of bogging them down that it's like COVID, even though a lot of us that's dominated our lives, there's there's this whole section of society that's not dominated their lives. They're they're still fighting for basic things like finding a job and, and paying the mortgage and trying not to get killed. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Natasha Karecki on the collision of gun violence and COVID, and why Biden's vaccine push is crashing into reality. So, Natasha, vaccination rates have slowed down in the U.S. President Biden recently missed his July 4th goal of 70% of the population being vaccinated. And a lot of the coverage of this has focused on Trump supporters who have resisted vaccinations as a matter of political identity, something we've talked about on this show before. But there are other groups across the country, including African-American communities, who have also struggled to become vaccinated. And in your reporting, You visited one of those communities, Englewood in Chicago, and the its official barbershop, which was recently visited by the second gentleman, Doug Emhoff. Tell me about this barbershop. So this is a place that's, you know, it's 
it's so unassuming. It's a storefront um, barber shop on the stretch um, of, of road um, in Inglewood on 63rd Street that there was, you know, there's all these boarded up buildings. There was abandoned lots. Like, I wasn't even sure if the place was open when I, I passed it up the first time and then I went back. When you walk in, it's a whole other world. It's just so loud. People are laughing. There's music really playing up really loud. Um, the place is packed. It's, it's a small, it's a small venue, but everyone is engaged in this big, like roaring conversation. It ain't mad in front of everybody. That's what it is. Behind closed doors, you're gonna be crying, saying stuff. And they're all going back and forth and laughing, and so it was a really jovial place, and um, definitely open. So I'm talking to them about this thing, the COVID vaccine, and. Uh, one of the first people I talked to um, is this um, the 17-year-old kid. He's wearing this McDonald's sweatshirt, and he's very quiet. You know, he's kind of laughing but not really engaging in, in the conversation that's that's rolling um, in front of him. And, you know, I can barely hear him because it's, so, it's just so loud there. But, you know, I'm asking him, so did you get the vaccine? And he's like, shakes his head like, absolutely not. Did you get the vaccine? Why not? And, uh, you know, he just tells me, I, I, I don't know what they're putting in that vaccine. They, they got to tell me every single ingredient they're putting in there. I got to know a personal doctor and see what they put in the side. They got to tell me every ingredient. Every ingredient in it? So I'm, I'm going on. I also meet um, one of the barbers. His name's Travis Perry. And, and he is just this, you know, he's got this crimson um, dyed beard. And he's one of the jokesters. He's just like letting out all these, these comments about that was the day that um, Shikari Richardson had been suspended. She tested positive for marijuana. And everyone in there was talking about this, like, um, hey, if she's she's able to, you know, smoke people on the racetrack and she's smoking weed, then shouldn't she get a chance to be in the Olympics? And they're they're just like all like rolling off of that. They be like, man, I can't smoke real weed. I'm gonna go get me some some CBD or something. And uh, so I asked him about the Emhoff visit, and he's like, wow, I, I thought it was so cool. He came here. I'm really glad he came. You know, what a great event. And you know, so I said, okay, well, did you get the COVID vaccine? Oh, no way. The CDC barely even know about the disease itself. Y'all trying to tell me about a vaccine y'all just threw together in some months? No, I'm not doing that. And um, there's a guy in his seat who's getting his hair cut, CJ Ayers. Um, and he says to me, there's nothing that's going to make me take that vaccine unless my life is on the line. So, Natasha, in your reporting, you looked at how this skepticism of vaccinations, despite the safety and efficacy of vaccines, maybe shouldn't be looked at as like, how can you be denying the data in the middle of this pandemic that we all need to get out of, but can be put in the perspective of some of the issues that the people you spoke to are facing on a daily basis, namely gun violence and how it's kind of like we have bigger things to worry about than covid explain that to me if you live in this area and and even if you don't you hear about it but if you live in this area it is it is all that that's consuming people's lives if you live in the city and particularly in Inglewood in the west side of Chicago where there have been 300 homicides already in the city of Chicago since January 
There have been more than 1,500 shootings. And since Friday night, 92 people have been shot. 16 of those people have died. Those shot include six children and teenagers and two CPD supervisors. Dame it's it's already one of the bloodiest summers we've seen in Chicago in, in, in a long time. Um, there are people getting shot constantly. This past long weekend, it was over 100 people shot. I think it was 19 people killed. I'm talking to, to more and more customers, you know, about this. You know, what, what are you seeing? And they're saying, it just seems worse this year. Like, hey, we're, we're used to violence, but like there's younger kids who are shooting and there's younger kids who are the victims. And, um, you know, I'm talking to, to Perry and Ayers, the two guys who are, who are joking so much. And, and, and I'm asking them more about these vaccine campaigns. And, 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 you know, Perry sort of gets to this point and he says, hey, look, we know a lot of crackheads. We know no crackheads dying from COVID. Hmm. And they both start talking about like people they know who've been shot and killed this summer. So I stop and I ask them the question that I wanted to ask from the beginning, which was, how many people do you know who have had COVID and who've died of COVID? And they both say they don't know anyone who've died, who's died of COVID. And they know maybe a couple people. Oh, yeah, they had it, but they're fine. They, they, they survived. Okay, how many people do you know who've been shot or killed this summer. You know, they both sit back and think. Perry says, oh, I know 10 people who've been shot and three who were who were killed. And, and the CJA or the, the customer says, thinks and says, since May, I know 15 people who were shot. Four of them were killed. I went to high school with three of them. One of them was a kid. I mean, these people have seen some of the worst of the worst, you know, and they're living it and they're feeling it and they're 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 experiencing this every day. So sort of the experiment here was going back and, and sort of look really checking into the reality. You know, you can do the photo op from the White House. You can have Doug Emhoff there. Hey, that's Kamala Harris's husband. Everybody was really excited about that because they all love Kamala Harris. But did it make a difference? No, it, it didn't. Uh, that doesn't mean it won't, you know, maybe they'll, they'll reach a few people here and there and, and give people the vaccine at this barbershop. That's what they're hoping. That's what the owner was hoping. Um, but there's so much skepticism. It's deep. And it's just there's layers and layers of, you know, angst and difficulty and just, you know, trying to survive. It's amazing to think about the situation you've reported on and how, as you said, it's sort of just a social experiment you conduct in one barbershop. But it's one barbershop in one neighborhood in one city. But there are so many areas facing similar issues across the nation with violence, but also obviously with low vaccination rates. And when you think about all of that, it makes you wonder what the White House is truly up against, even as it unveils new programs aimed at targeting communities and convincing them to get vaccinated um, and how far we might be from getting to the point we need to get to to hopefully get out of the pandemic. It is a really tall order for the White House. And one interesting thing is I, I did talk to somebody on the, the, the COVID task force, this Dr. Cameron Webb. And what, what, what Cameron Webb was saying was, look, we've passed the point where, okay, we got 6,000 people vaccinated in a day in this neighborhood. That's great success. He said, we're past that. Now we're trying to get this other section of the population, a much more difficult section, 
And he cited this example in Las Vegas at a salon there, um, a, a black-owned salon. And he said it was a Saturday, um, and they got a dozen people there to get vaccinated. And he considers that a huge success. Mm. He said, "Those, that's what we're looking at now. It's a different barometer. Mm-hmm. These are the stubborn people that they're really trying to go after. And why? Well, they're, you know, one, it's, you know, public safety and health, of course. You know, you, you don't want these outbreaks. You don't want people dying of COVID. But two, there's this Delta variant that's, you know, rampaging across the country right now. It's it's very contagious. And they they, they don't... They don't really know what what to make of that. And, you know, three, like, you know, at some point, Biden really wants to declare victory over this this virus. And if you still have, you know, more than a third of your population that's not getting vaccinated, you know, it's unclear what kind of impact that's going to have. And how do you declare victory? So there's just a a lot of big and little things that the the White House has to tackle in this next big phase of of the virus. Natasha Karecki, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. Also today, the remaining metal fencing surrounding the Capitol is set to come down more than six months after the January 6th insurrection. According to a memo from the House Sergeant-at-Arms, the removal is expected to begin as early as Friday and finish within three days, weather permitting. The barrier surrounds the grounds immediately outside the Capitol building and is one of the last remnants of security infrastructure built after the worst attack on the building since the War of 1812. And... A group of 36 states and Washington, D.C. are suing Google in an antitrust case challenging the company's control over its Android app store, opening a new front in regulators' attempts to rein in the search giant. The suit, which was filed in California federal court on Wednesday, is the latest in a series of major antitrust cases filed against the tech industry's biggest forces. It comes just nine days after the antitrust crusade suffered its first major setback, when a federal judge in Washington dismissed the FTC's antitrust suit against Facebook on the grounds that the agency hadn't offered enough evidence that the world's largest social network is a monopoly. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to subscribe to Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet, and also check out some of our other shows like Politico Energy and The Playbook Daily Briefing. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.